This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. With their uh, family, you know, visiting uh, uh, Cindy and her family, man, and uh, remember them in your prayers, you know, the God keep them safe, amen, which we know he is, and bring them back safely, amen, refresh, you know, strengthen, amen, in the power of God, in the, in the love and the anointing of God, amen. Um, my name is uh, uh, Brother Bruce, and I only say that so y'all won't say, who is that? I'll keep thinking, he didn't tell us his name. Okay, I'm Brother Bruce. And uh, uh, Pastor Norris asked me to stand in for him today and, uh, uh, you know, minister and bring you the word of God. Amen. And uh, uh, I'm a different character. I move in a different way, you know. And God, all God's children are, you know. So don't try to be somebody else. Don't be what people want you to be. Be who daddy wants you to be. Because daddy got a plan that he designed. He knit you together in your mother's womb for a specific purpose that he planned before the foundations of the world. A plan he made just for you. Why, why do you think? They say it, nobody, no two people ever born have ever had the same fingerprints. The same retina design, you know. Uh, 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 everybody's different. Because God had a purpose and a plan for everyone. And that includes everybody in here. No matter what your age is, how young you are, how, how mature you are, because we all mature in there, man. <laughs> you know? And no matter what the color or the ethnicity of your, your, your heritage is, amen? He purposed you for a plan. For a purpose that he designed. He said before the foundation, before God ever laid the foundations of the world and created all these things, he had a plan for you. He knew your name, knew your, your, your you know, how many hairs in your head you're going to have, you know. Mine cut off right now. So, But anyway, he knew. And he purposed you for this time. For this season, you know, and he does want to know, are you ready? That's the title of my message today. I, you know, I'm trying to stick with what Pastor Norris has been going, you know, prayer, purpose, and power. Amen. And he's been teaching a, a, a real good good word. Amen. And uh, But anyway, it's time for our, our offering. Amen. So, <laughs> got to tell I don't normally do this, but anyway, it's offering time. Amen. And uh, uh, and that's the time. That is the time to get excited about. It's a time to really get excited about. Not because you're just gonna put some money in the bucket to help take care of a pastor's salary or building or whatever. But it's worship to him. You're demonstrating the nature of your father. If you're born again, if you're not born again, you can get born again, and you'll be de demonstrating the nature of your Father. And our Lord Jesus said it's more blessed to than it is to receive. 
And sometimes the things that we are really wanting to get, if we just listen to daddy, daddy's going to have us give in some type of way. Because God is a God of the seed, time, and harvest. You know, it's not about a preacher getting your money because I don't get a thing from it. You know, but I learned that principle years ago. You know, now, I remember I started, I heard uh, 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 our overseer, Dr. Vickers, had said years ago, decades ago. Tell him my age now. But anyway, you know, he said, he said, you ought to tithe what you want to make. Of course, my mind raced to, I want to make millions and millions, but I ain't had no million and million time money. So. <laughs> and he explained it, you know. And so I had to make a decision, you know. But I started, you know, when I was making a dollar 45 cents an hour, you know. <laughs> I started, you know, I started, you know, increasing, tithing what I wanted to come in. And eventually it started coming. And I kept, I hadn't stopped increasing it. And that has been good to me. And it ain't so much because of me. I am his favorite, but you are too. You are too. But anyway, but it's because his word works. And I didn't do it just to get rich. And I am rich, maybe not in money, but I'm rich because he's in here. I have access to all the wealth in the world. Because my daddy owns it all. And your daddy does too. And he cares about you where you at. Yeah, I remember, uh, this is a long gone for name. But I remember coming to church and I didn't have any money. But somebody gave me a peppermint. Guess what went in the offering envelope? A peppermint. I came to church one time and I wanted to give so bad and all I things. And you know, I felt, I took off my shoes and left. I didn't have no shoes when I left. It might seem foolish to some, but God saw my heart. He is a good God up there. He's a great good God. And he saw a heart that says, Daddy, I want what you got. It ain't about the things. It ain't about having so much nice things, even though it's good to have nice things, but nice things break down too, so... Even brand new things break. I see, you know, you see a brand new Mercedes along the side of the highway, and you're like, okay, that's the, it breaks down too, so it's just a car, you know. But it's about a heart towards him. Jesus said it this way. God, our Father, so loved the world, he did something. He didn't wait on us to do something. He did something. He gave. His, check this out, his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe, begin to act in faith towards him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. It's not just talking about living in eternity. It's talking about everything in your life, the abundant life. God wants you to have the abundant life. We would have everlasting life. We wouldn't perish. Amen? So as you give today, that's, that's the scripture I love to use for offering giving, and I don't take it up so many times. 
you know, so much. But, you know, that very scripture, because I said, God, I want the same nature that Jesus had, that you have. And that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit here on earth today, to change us from glory to glory into that image, to fulfill the purpose and the heart of our Father. Amen. So as you give today, you give your tithe. Tithe is a 10%. If you don't know what that is, you're just starting out, or you maybe you haven't been tithing. And maybe you're going through some trouble financially. That's the key. <laughs> maybe you ought to get that 10% before you pay any other bill. Get that 10%. I, t I tested God with it, and I've seen it work many times. He never fails. Amen. His word will never fail. So anyway. As you give today, do with that heart. Don't, you know, just say, okay, this bucket time, I'm going to put this in the bucket. But recognize, amen, that daddy, daddy is giving you the opportunity, giving us the opportunity to exercise and be like him. Every child wants to be like their daddy or their or the, a daughter like the mama. Amen. It's our time. Amen. Father, as they have purpose in their heart to give unto you. Some might not have nothing, but they, they purpose in their heart anyway, oh God. You act on a heart of faith, Father. And we thank you that they'll lack no good thing in doing your will, Father, that the windows of heaven are open unto them that are tithers, oh God. Lord, and you're pouring out a blessing. You're speaking a word over them to bring forth your purpose in their life. And, Lord, you rebuke the devourer to make sure that blessing doesn't get ravished away. And we thank you for it, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that the seed they are also planting, oh, God, that it bring forth a harvest, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. For your glory, Father, to see your covenant established in the earth. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. watching online and uh, you've been listening you know you have an opportunity to give too so uh, just follow the instructions on the web page or however you're just viewing this and God wants to bless you too amen amen is your first time here at Passion Church. As I said, I'm Brother Bruce. I'm standing in for Pastor Norris, and we want to welcome you. And uh, uh, 
If you don't have a church home, this is a good place to be. Amen? Amen. Pastor Norris, I believe, personally, is one of the best teachers in the body of Christ. I've sat up under some teachers. I've heard a lot teach, but I believe he's one of the best teachers in the body of Christ. And he, 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 he delivers that word. Amen? His, his job is to, to equip you so you can do what he's teaching you. Amen? So the Holy Spirit can have his way in you to, you know, see, it doesn't have to be like we did this morning, you know, where I called people up and, you know, began to pray over me, you know, and I got some help up, you know, but uh, with some people who know how to do things. But, you know, uh, it might be on your job. Somebody's hurting or, you know, physically or, you know, need healing or somebody who is uh, uh, going through something and you, the Holy Spirit just whispers to your thing, you know, just to maybe go say hello. God wants to use you because people are hurting everywhere. Look at the nation. We're going through something. You know, God spoke a word to me recently, you know, he, he, he was telling me about the, you know, the path that he made for our feet as this nation, you know. But we've kind of turned from the purpose. And he wants us to be called back. He wants us to begin to call back. And it first begins in the church. To call back her. Not only this nation called the United States, but the nation called the church. Call back to repentance and to the purpose that he had planned. Again, before the foundations of the world. God set the boundaries and the times of nations. So God raised this nation up to be a last day nation. And he wants this nation to reach the world. Are you ready? Are you ready? That's why God gives us gifts like Pastor North City, so he can get us ready. And one of the first avenues of getting ready is the Word of God, but also with the Word of God is prayer. You know, Pastor Norris has been teaching on, uh, or his theme this month, been prayer, purpose, and power. You know, I wasn't here for those services. I was uh, away on vacation in Florida visiting my family. So, you know, don't get jealous now. But anyway, you know, and then also visited uh, our sister church up in Alexander City, pastoring church up there, uh, uh, one of a probably my best friend in the world, Pastor Bruce. His name Bruce, too, but he's up there in uh, uh, Alexander City. I was vis- visiting with him and Sandy. But, uh, uh, but I want to I kind of drop in some things. I don't have much time. I'm already probably over time, but how many of y'all give me just a little more time? <laughs> you know. Thank you, brother. I received it, and I'm going to act on it. <laughs> now, see, if... If I go too long, y'all see that brother right there? I think he can handle them. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is the healer. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All glory be to him. Amen. You know, in Psalms 88, uh, verse 13, I, I shared most of this message with the, actually with the prayer team about uh, uh, last month, a few weeks back. And I didn't share everything, but I, I started sharing this with them. Because, you know, I came across this verse and, and some other things that God just started, you know, uh, he started ministering to me. Amen. Because sometimes prayer can be work. And it is. It is work, but God, God don't want it just to be work. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, a lot of people are doing jobs today that uh, uh, they hate. Doing work that they hate. And the reason is because they haven't discovered or know their purpose. And another reason is because they probably haven't gotten in touch with the one who reveals that purpose and can bring, in, bring them into what he really made them to be into. And that's not to say that if you're on a job and you just, just don't love it, you know, that you're in the wrong place. Amen? Because sometimes on that destiny where God wants to bring us, there are detours, you know, because he wants to detour something because we need something from that experience or something, or because we made a wrong turn and God's got to, you know, you know, you don't turn an aircraft carrier just on a dime. That thing, when it turns, it takes a couple miles to turn <laughs> because it's so big. It's a floating city, 20,000 people on some of them, isn't it? Five or something like that. But anyway, you know, so uh, uh, prayer is work. It's something you got to make a choice to do. And I was, you know, and I, and I, and I pray. And sometimes it is work, but sometimes it's good. Or really all the time it's good because of what it produces when you pray in faith. Amen. But but sometimes the, the labor of it is not so exciting. And sometimes you don't feel nothing. But thank God we're not a type of people who go by our feelings. Because feelings lie to you. Feelings when you wake up in the morning say, you ain't saved. Devil, you a liar. You know, because you feel that way. But feelings don't dictate the truth unless you allow it to. You know, and see, you know, uh, I, was, I was in devotions and I came across this, this verse in uh, Psalms 88.13. With, and one translation says, but I... I cried out to you, Adonai. Adonai is Lord. And in the morning, my prayer meets you. Uh, in, in another, in the King James or, or the New King James, it says, comes to you. But when I read it in that other translation where it says, it meets you. Oh, glory to God. You know, I, it just did. It did something in me because you know what? That's what I want. That's what my heart cries for, to meet and to be with him, you know. 
I mean, if Jesus showed up right now and just sat right next to you, wouldn't something just start, your heart start palpitating? And I mean, you get excited because he's here. But he's here right now, but we just can't see him. So when I read this, you know, I got this, you know, this feeling, you know. I read that word, comes to meet with you. My prayer comes to meet with you. You know, uh, you know, it, it's, I guess it's like uh, you maybe uh, better pictures. Like if you, you know, you sing and you start dating somebody and it's somebody you just, oh, man, you just hooked up. And it's like you can't wait to, come on, meet with them. I mean, you, you, the preparation time gets exciting. You know, you start splashing on stuff. You bathe maybe. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> you know. You, you just start, you get excited. You get excited because you're getting ready to, to, to meet, to come together, to, to join with, to observe, to get to know someone, you know? And so it gets exciting in there, you know? And that's how I kind of felt that morning, you know? You know, not that that's the only morning I felt that, but it's that word just did something, you know. And I said, God, my prayer comes to meet you. It's like my prayer takes on legs and arms. And it's going up there to daddy and saying, hey, I'm just here for you. Actually, you summoned me and I'm here. I'm ready. And I'm meeting with you. And that's kind of what happens when we pray. Yeah, it feels sometimes like it's laborious, but something's going on in the realm we don't see with our natural eyes. You know, the Bible says in, in John chapter 1, I'm, I probably won't even get through this message, but I guess I must. But anyway, in John chapter 1, I believe it's verse 12, it said, and the word became what? Uh-oh. The word became or took on flesh and did what? Dwelt among us. What you doing when you're praying? You're releasing words. They're spiritual words. Because you can't see words unless you see them with the eye of your understanding from the spiritual realm, you know? And words paint pictures. And when they get to God, they begin to take shape. They take shape, you know, in prayer. God begins to fill that word in. Actually, that's what Hebrews 11.1 talks about. Now faith, faith is always now, you know, hope is future, but faith takes hope and brings it into the now. Now faith is the substance or the support or it fills in of the things that you hope for. Hope is just an expectation, a desire, a vision, a purpose. It takes shape, you know. Faith gives it that substance that it needs. Of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things 
yet not seen. And evidence is what the judge wants to see. And that's what happened when we're praying, speaking, declaring faith-filled words in prayer. Not just for ourselves, but for our brothers and sisters. Now, if you just started, it might just be yourself, but don't let it stay there. Because the nature of Christ is not to be selfish, just about self. But when, remember I talked about the offering by when you, you give. Not to yourself, but you're giving. You know, there's a harvest coming. You know, it's the same thing when you begin to pray for others. Somebody on your job needing healing. You might be going through hell yourself, tormented in your body with pain or whatever. But you go and you see somebody and you just feel a peace from the Holy Ghost and you just say, can I pray for you? You know? Uh, and they say, yeah, go for it. If they say no, say, you know, can I pray when I get home for you then? <laughs> or, you know, I mean, you know, or just let them know you're praying for them. You know, but you begin to release words on their behalf in faith. In faith means according to the will of God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when, when you get from God in your heart, and see, that's, that's a, it, it, and not only our words when it goes to him take shape, but it also is his word coming down to us. Because, see, uh, uh, sometimes we don't know what we be praying for, and God will give us the words. And we send them back to them. But in that word, there's a picture. There's faith to turn that purpose and the purpose of that word or, or what we're desiring into the manifestation of what we're really releasing back to him. And it goes back to him. He said, it shall not return back to him. What? Void. Void means empty. Empty words. In other words, that word untook shape. From your heart to God as you're praying it out. And daddy grabs a hold of that word and says, uh-oh, it can't return to me, boy, unless I accomplish what it was sent to do and prosper where I sent it. And daddy's moving. He told Daniel, before you, when you set your heart to seek me, even before you release the words, I already heard, because I'm giving you the words to say anyway. You know, and I answered, I sent the answer. I sent the answer. You know, this is what the angel Gabriel was telling. He said, but the prince of Persia, <laughs> I'm probably giving, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm probably supposed to stay here, but I'm walking. But anyway, <laughs> he said the prince of Persia or the, 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 the demonic spirit that's controlling that, that time in that region, Persia was hindering the answer from coming to him. See, just because your answer hadn't made it, don't give up. Just because something don't change overnight, don't give up. Keep pressing in prayer. If you believe what you prayed was the will of God, you have that peace and you released it to God, amen, then, you know, believe it, have faith, be convinced, persuaded about it. 
And then, when, you know, if it comes back to your heart, you don't have to really ask for it again. Just say, Father, this is how I pray most of my prayer. Father, I thank you that according to your word. It's, sometimes I say, Daddy, I need this. But most of the time, God, I thank you. Because I already asked and I believed I received. And he said, I'll have it. Well, it ain't showed up yet. Where is it? I got it. It might not look like it to you or even to me. But in my eye of faith, in my heart, there's a knowing. I'm persuaded that he cannot lie. I am persuaded that what he promised, he will fulfill. I am persuaded. And guess what? When he sees that, he says, uh-oh, it's on now. Uh, go, go help that angel. Get that demon out of the way and let that answer get through. Don't hold it up in He is for you. He is for us. And his heart longs to see his purpose manifest through us. We don't have to be great preachers, which I'm not. You know, our great teachers. Huh? He he is, brother. He is. I'm just bruising you. <laughs> you know, but you know what? He's just looking for somebody who'll get persuaded about what he said. About him. Who will take his love that he sends in that word and send it back to him. Say, Daddy, I got it. Fulfill it. You know? And, and so that word goes back and meets with him like it met with us. It'll meet with him. And daddy will see it fulfilled. There's a fellowship going on with our words. Amen. That's why daddy wants to talk to us so bad. Now does he need it? No. He's God. He has everything that he needs. But he desires it. You ever talk to somebody? You don't need to talk to. You don't really need to talk to them, but there's a desire just to talk. Daddy's like that with us. He don't need to talk to us, but he longs to. He longs to hear our cry as much as we long to hear his. And God does not take one thing lightly that you say. That's why you got to be careful, Jesus said, of what you say. But his heart is for you. For you. He wants to meet with you. And your prayer goes to meet him. Another, another, uh, uh, Translation of the, uh, that verse says, Lord, you know my prayer before I even whisper it. At each and every sunrise, you will continue to hear my cry till you answer. God's not going to let his word go unfulfilled. He won't. Hallelujah. Go to Habakkuk. Uh, 
back at chapter. Because of time, I'm having to skip over a lot. But you know what? You can get the notes from uh, Felicia after service. She'll give them to you. And go read those verses that are on there. Uh, uh, I'm skipping over Acts chapter 1 where God said, you you know, they, is after Jesus met was meeting with his disciples and, uh, uh, you know, he was getting ready to be taken up to heaven in a cloud. You know what I'm saying? Lord, when you're going to... Uh, uh, restore the kingdom of Israel, you know, because they, even though he had just demonstrated what he was demonstrating, they were still looking for that natural kingdom. And it will come, but God has more than a natural kingdom. He has a kingdom that endures forever. Natural kingdoms don't last forever. But this kingdom, the kingdom of God, will do it forever. And so he said it's not for you to know the time or, 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 or the season or, 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 the, or the place or when it's going to happen and everything. He said, but you shall receive what? Power. That, see, daddy wants you like him. All power, the scripture says, belongs unto God. God wants you with power. Why? To accomplish his purpose. Amen? Because there's an enemy down here trying to stop you. He attacks your body, attacks your finances, attacks your family, attacks your identity. He's attacking, accusing you to one another, to God. But God trusts us. And he said, I want you to have power so you can deal with that enemy. Not just for yourself, but there's others who don't know me that you have to go in there and say, I'll fight for you. I'll stand in the gap for that one whom you love and you died for, even though they curse your name, even though they do these things, but you still love them. And I want them to come to know you. He wants us to have that power. He said you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come where? Upon you, not in you. Because this promise was to believers who had already received the Holy Spirit within. See, Jesus, when he came to be baptized in the Jordan by John don't you think he had the Holy Spirit living in him he was the Christ the Messiah but after he came up out of the water he was the the, the word made flesh and the Bible said the word of God is spirit so the spirit was there and life so he was the the spirit and life made flesh but he went under that water, and when he came out, the Bible said, like a dove. It wasn't a dove. You see in the movies, a dove. It wasn't a dove. It was like a dove. That the Spirit of God descended, not in him, but the rest upon him. Just like they would pour oil on the kings in the Old, in the Old Testament or upon the prophets when he anointed them for, for, for the mantle of God so the power of God could operate through them. Jesus himself, because he had became flesh, to walk just like we walk today had to have the Holy Spirit come upon him. And God wants you not only to be born again, to have the Spirit of God in you, but that the Spirit of God be upon you. 
And that's what he did. Jesus began, he didn't do a miracle until that happened. He didn't do a sign until that happened. And in Acts chapter uh, uh, 1, verse 4 through, you can write it down, 4 through 8, you can read about that. He said, you, you'll receive power. Then in Acts chapter 2, I also left that one out, he began, it, the, it, the, uh, the promise manifested. It began. It hadn't stopped yet, but it began, you know. And the Spirit of God came upon them, and they began to speak, and the Bible says, other tongues, as the Spirit gave the utterance. Now, who did the speaking? No, the Spirit did not do the speaking. And they began to speak as the Spirit gave them the utterances or what to say. But who did the speaking? They did. God's waiting on you. Are you ready? It ain't God holding it back. He's waiting on you. Are you persuaded? Do you believe? Will you humble yourself and release not only your tongue but your mind? Get the mind out of the way. Because God said, I choose what's foolish in the world to confound those who think they're so smart. Scientists can do all these things, and we love scientists and all that thing, but you know what? Some things they can't figure out, but God can take uh, uh, somebody out of the crazy house if he has to. Get them saved, baptize them with the Holy Ghost, and they phew, change it just like that. Why? Because it's not by our might or power, it's by the Spirit of the Lord. It takes the Holy Spirit working to get things done. So the promise began in Acts, Acts chapter 2, but then later on down there in verse, uh, I believe around verse 37, 38, and people argue about it today, well, that was the apostles back then. There's no more apostles. They, don't, they ain't reading the word all the way, you know. And Because uh, down there in verse 37, third, around 37, 38, Peter stood up and he said, hey, you know, repent which is what God is calling to the church and the world today. Repent, change your mind, change your thinking, change your ways. Because when you change your mind and change your thinking, your ways will change. Because it's your mind, your thinking that leads you in the way you're going. Thinking, thinking. Get God's thinking, things change. Amen? But he said, these promises, you know, repent. You know, and, and, and believe the gospel, the good news. You know, because this promise is not only to you, talking about the baptism with the Holy Ghost, because they thought they were drunk. See, God, God does what's foolish to make man. He said, look at them, they get mad talking about some drunk people. They don't know what they're saying. But they were prophesying things, speaking in people's language that they hadn't learned. You know, because there's not only earthly language that they were speaking in. The Bible said, though I speak with the tongues of men, that's the languages in the earth. There's a whole lot of them. But also there's a heavenly language. And it said, and of angels. You know? And he said, this promise is to you. Speaking to the crowd at that time. So people say, well, that was back to them back then because they needed it back then. And to your children. Well, they were still back in that time, you know. And as to as many as are far off. That our Lord shall call. Call what? To be born again. That's me and you today. That's people coming years, years of the Lord tarry away. This promises to them. 
to receive the power, not only to be born again, have the Spirit within, be made children, but also to have the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to walk out in the grace of God what He called us to do. Amen? So that's in Acts chapter 2, so you can read all about that. But uh, also, <laughs> also 3.19. Also in Acts 3.19. I'm trying my best, y'all. But it, also in Acts 3.19, you know, uh, uh, Peter told him, said, speaking to the man at the gate, beautiful when he did this, and all the people start, you know, looking at them, talking about, oh, man, they must be great. He said, we didn't do this of our own accord. This is not something we do, but this is Jesus working through us. And then he began to tell them, therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons, Seasons, excuse me, or times, it says in King James, but seasons of refreshing. That word refreshing, when you look up the Greek, it also means revival. To regain your breath. And the church needs to regain her breath again. To be who God called us to be. Seasons of refreshing may come from where? The presence. See where your prayer go to meet him. It goes to his presence. The word presence it there uh, 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 also means the face, the countenance. You're going right in front of daddy's face. Actually, you're already there because the Bible said, though you're down here, you're also seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you're just realizing where you go. You get in the spirit, and even though your flesh is down here, you're up here with God, and you just turn through Jesus and say, hey, daddy, I know you heard me because I prayed according to your will. And you say, if I pray according to your will, you, get, you hear me. And I got what I asked for. Amen. And so uh, uh, he said, times of refreshing, revival, re, 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 uh, 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 regaining our breath may come from the face of the Lord, and he may send Jesus. I'm ready for Jesus. But I know it's still time. Because there's a harvest out there that needs him. In Habakkuk chapter, uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 14, I had to turn there. It says, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory. The glory meaning the manifestation of all that he is, all that he has, and all he can do. The weight of God. The glory of God. We'll be filled with the glory of of the Lord as the waters covers or fills the sea. How's he going to do that? Through you? Through me? Through you? God wants us filled with his spirit overflowing that the knowledge of who he is, of his glory. You know, when somebody gets healed, that's a manifestation of the glory of God. When God does something that we couldn't do, that's a manifestation of the glory of God. It's a manifestation of who he is, what he has, and what he can do. Amen? He's, and he wants the earth filled with it. How's it going to get filled? Amen? And then in uh, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2, it said, O Lord, Adonai, I have heard the report about you. I wonder how they heard it. 
Same way that the woman with the issue of blood said she, when she had heard about Jesus, when she had heard about Jesus, she said within herself, if I can but just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be made whole. How are people going to hear unless there's a preacher? Who's the preacher? Pastor Norris, Brother Bruce? Yeah, but not just us. You. If you can open your mouth and tell somebody about what Jesus has done for you and that what he has promised in his word, you can preach. It don't have to be behind this thing called a pulpit. It can be right behind your desk. Somebody come to visit you at your cubicle or, or you, you know, got a little break at, the, uh, at your job and you're in the break room or wherever it might be, shopping and you're running to somebody. Amen? Oh, man. I'm going to have to stop there. But he said, let me finish this. He said, I, 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 let me, okay. A report about you. Adonai, I am awed by your deeds. I stand in awe of you. Bring your work to life in our own age. Because this was Habakkuk, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But, but he said, bring your work to life in our own age. That's what I've been crying out. You ought to cry out, God. You can say it like this. What you did back then, do it again. Do it again. Do it again, Daddy. You know how kids, they see their daddy or mama do something. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. They get excited. Because, I mean, they just, like you said, I was all by, by what, I, what I heard. And they were all by what they saw. And they, get, they see, oh, do it again. You might be blowing a bubble with a piece of bubble gum. And they just a little kid. And they, oh, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. They're all. Because it's something they, they never done, they never saw. And see, we need to see God move in ways that we've never seen him move before. We might have read about it, but he wants to do it today. And he said, but you know what? You have not because your prayer. Your purpose is to pray. And daddy will bring it in when you believe it. And when we do it as a body, man. You know, one could put a thousand to flight, but two, see that exponential, uh, 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 exponential, I can't even say the word right now. Exponentially, I'm trying to put a tation on it, but it, but anyway, it begins to increase exponentially, you know, and it can get, get big. And these are those days with daddy wants to do it big because the world's in dire need of it. This nation is in dire need of it. This state, this region. Amen? And you got the answer. James chapter 5, and we're going to close. And I know they're glad back there. They say, man, he didn't take it all that time. <laughs> they love me, though. James chapter 5. Also, if you, if you were taking notes, uh, uh, read Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 33, where, you know, after they were filled that first time, they were filled again. They had just been persecuted, beaten for what they shared from the uh, Sanhedrin and everything. They went back to their own company and reported what happened. 
And it said they began to talk to daddy. They began to go up there and meet with him. And daddy got so excited, the place started shaking. <laughs> it said the building where they were began to shake. And it said they were all filled, refilled with the Holy Ghost. And in Ephesians it says, be ye not drunk with wine where there is debauchery, but be ye being filled with the Holy Ghost. See, you get baptized with the Holy Ghost that first time. You pour out. Keep being filled. Keep letting him rise up on you. He's in there. Let him overflow on you because he got things to do with you and through you. Amen. So that's Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 33. Also read Acts chapter 20, verse 17 through 36. Paul said, don't hold back. Don't hold back. And you'll read it and you'll understand what he was talking about. In Acts 26, verse uh, 1 through 23, uh, excuse me, verse 23 through 33. Uh, how many of y'all know what the definition of worship is? The simple definition of worship is this, a heart of obedience, obedience to God. That's what daddy looks for. See, when we obey him, that's worship to him. And things happen. That's, that's in Acts 26, 23 through 33. But in James chapter 5, if you're there, verse uh, 13 through 20, sums this up. Apostle James, the actual the Lord's half brother, said, "Is anyone among you suffering? Let him do what? Pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him what? Sing psalms, which is a form of prayer." David said in Psalms, it said, "The prayers of David have ended." You know, his psalms were prayers to God. You can sing them, you can speak them, you can act them out. Then in verse 14, says, anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith. In other words, a, a prayer that they're convinced about from the word of God that God put in their heart will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sins, they will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another. Did y'all hear that? Pray for one another. I need prayer, I tell you. Uh, we all need it. That you may be healed. See? What I said earlier. Here it is right here. That you may be healed. The effective Fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Then it begins to talk about one of the Old Testament prophets who we know about, Elijah, was a powerful man of God. See, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, he was just like you. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Now, don't y'all go out there. And say, God, I'm going to be just like life. Don't let it rain in these United States for three and a half years. Don't do that. 
It probably ain't going to happen because you ain't got faith for it. Because the reason he prayed it, because faith coming by, he heard it from God. Now, just because you read it don't mean you got faith for it, because you got to hear it from God. Amen? In your heart. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of their way will save a soul from death. They're not just talking about physical death. It's talking about death forever, being separated from God forever. And cover a multitude of sins. Their sins are being covered, no more remembered. New life new course amen see see what prayer can do its purpose how it produces what the heart of god desires and he wants us to do it for one another to be bold in it with his power his anointing the holy ghost when i don't know what to pray i let him take over do I know what I just said? No. Now, I can't ask him for the interpretation. He might give it to me. You know? He don't always give me an interpretation unless I need to know. And sometimes you might be praying for somebody on the other side of the world or the world that you just got a burden to pray, but you don't know what to pray. You begin to talk in the spirit. You, you yield your tongue to him, and you pray, and then God give you that peace, and, okay, you know it's taken care of. You know? And it's true. It's true. You know, I prayed for people in other states, for family members in other states. And when I got to meet with them, find out what happened, and it was around that time. You don't know. Could be, could be for your pastor, could be for with your church members, could be your children somewhere else where you don't see them. And you just, you got a nervousness about you. And you're like, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? Holy Ghost trying to pull you into prayer. Trying to get you to get out of your mind and into the spirit and release yourself to him so he can take over and begin to drive this thing. You know, and you're going really long for the ride. He's just using your vehicle called a tongue, you know. And then when he get through and get you to that good, safe place, peace come. Amen. Amen. All right. Father, we just thank you for your goodness, for your loving kindness, your steadfast love and tender mercy. We thank you for what you've done here today, what you've spoken to our hearts, what you've demonstrated to us today, oh God, of your goodness, your love. Father, even though we're just flesh, you love us. You desire us. And Father, we thank you that you love us. That not only did you give Jesus and he suffered such a cruel death on a cross to pay the price for our sins, that our sin may be washed away forever when we receive him into our hearts. And that we receive that life from you, the God kind of life, the life that makes us restored in the image of who you really are. Father, thank you for your love. Not just for us, but for those that are out there that don't know you. 
Lord, let them hear. Let, them, let their eyes be open, the eyes of the understanding. Lord, let it be revealed. Let the covers be turned back on who you are and who they're meant to be. Your purpose and plan for them. Let them see it in the name of Jesus. And draw them to that place or send labors across that path where they can know you. Thank you, Father, for that great love. Now, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he loves you. He's got a purpose for you, as you've heard. He wants you to be his special treasure. And he wants to use you to be a blessing in this earth. If you're here today or if you're watching, you know, online, he loves you. His plan for you is good. And he wants to meet with you. If you don't know him but you want to know him and you want to receive this gift of eternal life through Jesus and you want the power of God, just pray this with me from your heart. Say, Father, I come to you. Thank you for sending Jesus for me, paying the price for my sins. I believe who he is, your son, and that he is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Change me and glorify the Father through me. Fill me with your spirit. And make me into who you want me to be. In Jesus' name, I ask it, I believe it, and I receive it as mine. I'm now your child. God, you're now my father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if you prayed that prayer. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.